1: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your most favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast in all the land. I am your best friend host, Kelsey.
0: And I am your other best friend host, Kelsey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wait, nope, I'm Amazing. Carmen. Uh, just kidding. No, I'm Carmen. And it is a beautiful day to podcast. And, you know, usually, since we've started this podcast, it's been the winter over here. But uh, in in Chicagoland, but uh, it was 70 degrees today. So it really was, it really is a beautiful day to podcast. Wasn't there
1: snow on the ground like a week ago?
0: Yeah, like literally yesterday there was snow on the ground. Cute. And in some places there still is snow, so I'm not going (laughs) to say it's gone. It's just gone but never forgotten. Rest in peace,
1: snow. (laughs) The R.I.P. Okay, this is what I want. Sorry. There you go. Trying to make sure the iPad doesn't just shut off on me, so I can have my notes.
0: Yeah, we don't want that. Also, if you've if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, there's been some. I, I've I've edited I've edited it nicely, but uh, there may be glitches where you're like, mm, something sounds uh, inconsistent, or there looks like there's a there sounds like a gap there. You're right. Uh, <laughs> people decide they want to phone call me or FaceTime me in the middle of recording, and I am someone who uses my phone and my Mac. Together, so when you call me, it rings on the Mac and it disrupts anything in GarageBand. So, uh, thank you, Kelsey, for reminding me to put my phone on airplane mode so no one can disrupt me.
1: Also, shout out to Ryan who said he tried to tell Kayla not to call you last week, but she did it anyway. Shout
0: out, <laughs> shout out, Ryan. Thank you, Kayla. You're dead to me for five okay. minutes. <laughs>
1: Aggression. Um,
0: That's a microaggression.
1: Okay. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. So should we talk about Grey's Anatomy? No. Oh Oh my
0: gosh. What a yawn. It's been a long day. We're recording at like two o'clock in the morning right now.
1: Right. How am I even awake? That would be a miracle. Also, I got a fun new thing. So I'm just going to Periodically <laughs> <laughs> For no reason whatsoever So <laughs> Everyone get excited for that.
0: It's is it gonna be Are you gonna try to line it up When I swear
1: um, Only if it's going to be Blatantly obvious That you're about to swear Which it normally is But sometimes um, It's not So I don't know
0: Well but But here's the thing It's not gonna be on My line So the swear's still gonna go through It's gonna be the swear And the beep are gonna be together So you can yeah. only do it for yours <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Couldn't just beep on top of you swearing.
0: S- test it right now. Say you motherfucker.
1: You mother. <laughs> 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 it's, it's so good. It sounds I'm, so funny. I'm sure this thing does like a million other things as well. That's just like the only thing that I know that it does. So. It's <laughs> that's so all that I sounds so
0: good. I love it.
1: <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay, so Gray's Anatomy. Woohoo. Thanks for tuning in. This episode of Grey's Anatomy is episode 24 overall. It is the 15th episode of the second season and it is titled Break On Through, which is a song by The Doors.
0: It's true. Let me tell you all about this song, all about The Doors, with the extensive research and extensive listening that I've done to this song. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh The Doors are not one of my favorite bands, but it is worth mentioning that they're kind of a staple of the 60s. So I automatically like them because of it. Um, So, Break On Through, in parentheses to the other side, uh, written by The Doors, part of the debut album in 1967, The Doors, it was the title. Uh, It was released under Elektra Records and. Uh, break On Through was the group's first single. Now, it didn't have any charting critical acclaim in the U.S. It got as high as 126. So it didn't break the Billboard Hot 100, but it did get into the the, the 200 scale. Uh, but it became a staple. And if you know The Doors, like you, you pretty much know that song. Uh, but it was released uh, on January 1st, 1967. And... Uh, it's under the genre psychedelic rock, so we haven't had many of those. But uh, the 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 one of the song that got more fame off of that was uh, "Light My Fire," uh, which you know, again, if you know the Doors, you know yeah. that song as well. But uh, at, in the UK, it peaked at number sixty four on the UK charts, so definitely more critical acclaim in the UK than the US. But uh, overall, a good song and. I was trying to think of how this song would relate to the episode. And in hindsight, there's nothing that really stood out to me. Uh, When when I think of the title break on through, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be a breaking point between Meredith and Derek where she's like, okay, you know what? He's not McDreamy anymore. He's just Derek. Plot twist. This episode... It's huh. The opposite of that. The fucking worst. You know who had a really good episode, George. Everybody else,
1: yeah. Honestly, like everybody else, like George, Izzy, people I normally loathe, except for Derek. I still hated him this time, but
0: can I just? I, I know that we're. Ju- I, I don't want to jump ahead, ahead because this is. We you didn't, you didn't even you've even given me the producers yet and the viewership, <laughs> but that scene in the closet. Yeah.
1: Fucking stupid.
0: Yep. Stupid. <laughs> dumb
1: yeah Anyways. i'm pretty sure i wrote something uh just like that so scathing so that's fun okay so yes um this was written by Zoanne clack who has written other episodes for us directed by david Paymer. um it aired january 29th 2006 to 18.44 million views And the Netflix synopsis is The nurses go on strike Leaving the doctors to fend for themselves Just as a new chief resident Takes over for Bailey So That's fun
0: Meredith is forced to kill someone That she (laughs) tried to keep alive
1: Yes There is drama We find out a shit ton about Izzy That we weren't expecting to find out
0: (laughs) Oh, listen, I <laughs> called it a mile away. I knew it. This episode was so predictable. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Okie dokie. <laughs> well, then let's just get right into it, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do this.
1: Okay. So we start with the recap. Bailey's pregnant. Yes. Ellis is has Alzheimer's. Um, they gave their dog to Derek. Izzy grew up in a trailer park and was a model. And the nurses are on strike.
0: So I, I wrote down here, uh, will we get a new resident? Which we did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Alice coming back? Which she did. Mm-hmm. And heck yeah, Izzy's modeling. Uh, but that had nothing to do with the episode. She was just hot.
1: Um, so yeah, we start the nurses are on strike. Um George is having mixed emotions about crossing the picket line because he wants to be supportive, but, um, he also wants to doctor. So he's just conflicted. Um, Christina comes, Izzy, they're nervous to cross. Christina goes, they throw food at her. And then, um, Izzy goes and they throw food at her. And then Olivia yells something. And Izzy says, enjoy your syphilis, Olivia, which is (laughs) actually pretty funny. It's and very I funny. Immensely. Um, then we see that Meredith is visiting Ellis. Uh, Richard is there.
0: Yeah. There's touching. They were like they're like about to have sex they're, right there on they're the floor. Very
1: flirty, for There's sure. There's vibes. It's like very, very visibly sexually tense.
0: Well, you you initially see her. Uh, you see Ellis touching Richard. Right. And then you see Richard touch her back,
1: like, and that's just when hold I was, her hand full on.:
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm like, "dang, there's some, there's some moods here. Uh, but I was not expecting her to not talk to him. I, th- I thought she was going to go up to them and say, "Hi,
1: what's going on here? Hey, what the fuck? I mean, sorry, hey, what the <laughs> <That> was <good. laughs> Um. Okay, so then we go back to the hospital. They've got temp nurses, they're trying to like give them the rundown. Um and then Patricia, love her, such a good Patricia episode. She, the doctors are like, "Oh, you can't do anything." And she's like, "Do you know why I stopped being a nurse because of doctors?" I was like, "That's
0: savage. Crass. It's a great line."
1: Um He also
0: he also said he's like, "Okay, we don't have the $2 million to afford the 40 nurses that they would need to cover the overtime. Mm-hmm. That math boils down to $50,000 a year. So even with 15 years of inflation, that can't be right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe they have some money for extra nurses, but to hire enough to cover everything, they need also in addition
0: $2 Got it. That would make sense. That That's I think we'll I can't have understand. to assume.
1: They, uh, we can also assume that they didn't think their viewership was going to do the math to check them on that.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an investor, so I have to check all the math.
1: You're an investor in um, this hospital?
0: Uh, yeah. The, med- the medical field in general, I invest uh, into medical tech. It's called Amazon.
1: <laughs> on Amazon?
0: It's called Apple. Hey, fitness tech. Apple has fitness tech and health tech, so I'm an investor in the health field. Yeah.
1: This is not investment advice for legal reasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For legal reasons, what you could do is just send us money through, you know.
1: Whatever you want. And then we'll just do whatever we want with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'll invest invest in the podcast.
1: Yeah. Invest in um, being our friend by giving us money. Um, Okay. So... They're trying to figure out Like who their new resident's gonna be And then she shows up And her name is Sydney And she is like the most opposite of Bailey And it's very funny Kind of She Well in this moment Right 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 Um, She very She hugs Christina And Christina says ow And she said am I hurting you And Christina says no you're touching me Which is so funny to me
0: That is a good Christina line
1: Um, And then uh, here's what I don't understand is why Izzy's copying an attitude. Cause this woman is literally just Izzy later on. Like, I don't understand why Izzy's like, I don't like this. Like, this is you, you are this person
0: later on. So she becomes more bubbly.
1: No, I'm just saying like later on in her career, like, cause Sydney's a fourth year.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Totally. Yeah. It, it was interesting how bubbly she was. And then also you don't hug when you meet someone in any professional workplace but uh i did think the line where she says we heal with love i thought it's a nice sentiment but it's bullshit (laughs)
1: um so yes what what were your initial impressions of her in this moment
0: uh i here's the thing i looked at her and i thought okay not looked at her i listened to what she was saying and i was like okay okay but this she's a she's a, she's a doctor so there has to be some sort of cutthroat in there somewhere mm-hmm. i just don't know what it's going to look like uh but immediately i was like okay i s- you see alex kind of worming his way around there uh which is you know funny i think it's hilarious <laughs> but i knew i knew that there had to be something cutthroaty about her but i just right. didn't know what it was going to look like and when it did come out i was not expecting that whole situation to go down the way it did but yeah
1: i had a it was l- lot of like i haven't rewatched this episode in a long time because i don't particularly find anything pertinent about it like it's fine but whatever um and so i was like just a lot of things that went down i was like is this really what these characters would do Like I'm Confused So Um But we'll get there When we get there So Uh Yeah so there go Uh Alex and Christina Go to the ER And that couple's like Rolling all over each other About and, to fuck Yeah And they're on their honeymoon And she has Like a flesh eating virus Basically But at this point All we know It's a rash Sorry Spoilers <laughs> She when, a rash. when I
0: When you When they do finally show the leg I was like That looks like necrotizing fasciitis. Yeah. And and then later on, I was like,
1: oh, I'm a fucking
0: doctor! Because I am.
1: For legal reasons, Carmen's not a doctor. Um, (laughs) Wait, say that you're a doctor.
0: I'm a doctor! (laughs) Oh, wait, no, it doesn't work when I say it.
1: No, it works. It's going to sound great. Okay.
0: It's just going to sound like I'm yelling doctor over a beeping noise. (laughs) This is fun for everybody, right? I need this. I'm going <laughs> to add this to my Amazon cart right now. Jessica, I don't care what you say. Do you ever? Yes, I do. I do care. 52. One time she called me handsome and I cared that she said that.
1: Oh, okay. Um, okay, so then Meredith comes across that old lady who is very much in need of assistance because she's dying because she's a million. Um, <laughs> George- make, make
0: it. Wait, say that again, but like add a swear and then add the button.
1: Cause she's like a million. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, this brings I me so much joy. To everyone who doesn't think this is as funny as we do. I don't. Um well, it's probably not gonna stop. Um, okay, so George is being supportive of the nurses. Um then that nursing student comes in to help Meredith and she's like soup, like has absolutely no idea. Like she's so clueless. She's like, I don't know what medicine is. Well, Meredith
0: was like, are you a nurse? And she's like, well, I'm like a nursing student
1: <laughs> What an idiot. Yeah. I'm yes. Like, you're a nurse. I'm concerned that you're in this hospital. Are you allowed to be here? Like does, is there an adult that knows where you are?
0: Wait, it's, a no, it's okay, though. It's a teaching hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody teaching her. Um, okay, then Meredith intubates the patient.
0: Wait, pause. We skipped over something important. The intro? No. Oh. Was that the intro? I didn't even write down where the intro was. I completely forgot. It was, was it at there? seven minutes it?
1: exactly, but I don't remember where it was. <laughs>
0: uh, Olivia still likes George. You think so? I do. The way she was looking at him, eyeing him, and he grabbed that picket sign, she's like, oh yeah, take this syphilis back from me, Georgie.
1: That's not how syphilis works. Was this the episode that was the deadline for Meredith and George Izzy to sleep together? Meredith, Meredith and Izzy to sleep together? <laughs> Izzy and George to sleep together? I'm I think so,
0: great. yeah. I was like, Daylight Meredith and time Izzy
1: is doing a great job with me, guys. We're really thriving over here.
0: Yeah. So apparently, I there's a possibility that I was wrong about my guess.
1: Was it this episode? I can't remember if it was 15 or 16. Uh, me, I don't remember. Was the
0: hold on? It might it might be this episode or the next episode. I
1: can't remember. Did I say three
0: episodes from the mid season four recap? Four
1: oh, then we the got recap, time, which was begin the begin sweet little okay so next episode
0: okay so next episode they're gonna smush
1: I don't want to give away spoilers but I am literally so excited for the next episode my broom, yeah I cannot tell you how many people uh, that we are friends with that are already watching this that I have texted to talk about how excited I am
0: are they excited to listen to my hot takes and recaps
1: uh, well they're just they're excited for you to just experience it with us all the way that we all experienced it
0: so even jessica who is now on season 10 right (laughs) uh she's like oh wait is this the episode that i need to sit and watch with you and i was like i don't know and she's like okay she's like and then she's no no she thought the last one was so we watched the last one together too but it's this one she's like oh no next one yeah 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 yep 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 she wants to watch it tonight and I think that I would rather wait to try to figure out a way to watch it and then immediately record afterwards.
1: Yeah, we need. We should definitely try to record as soon as you watch it. But also, I'm gonna make you wait a week to watch the next one because that's the way that it aired.
0: That's fine. I, <laughs> I'm committed. I'm committed to this show, everyone. I don't. I don't double watch. I'm committed to your experience living this through my eyes vicariously through me.
1: So, yeah, we're trying... I told Carmen that for some of the episodes that, like, aired as two-hour, two-part episodes, we'll watch together and then just, like, record but split it into half because it'll be super long. So we'll split it in half to two episodes when we release the episodes. But for things like the next two weeks where... Also, if you've watched Grey's, you for sure know what we're talking about. But you, like... We're going to watch it, and then he's going to wait a week, and then he's going to watch the next one because that's what we all had to do, (laughs) and he's going to suffer through it like the rest of us had to before the invention of Netflix and Hulu and DVRs.
0: Yeah. And so also, like I'm committed to this not just with this show. I'm also, shout out to you, Kelsey. uh, I'm almost done.
1: We're almost all done with Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. Ted Lasso is so good. It's so good. Shout out. It's like anti grace. Like there's very little yeah. drama and like, it's very, it just makes you feel good. Like every episode makes you feel so good. But there are some moments where I was literally like, my jaw was on the floor. At So certain points.
0: we, we, I work with someone who is a huge fan and has seen all the episodes and I was talking to him about it and I was like, Hey, can you just tell me this? And he's like, do you really want to know? And I was like, no, <sighs> because I don't, I don't want, I don't yeah. like the spoilers.
1: Did but I will tell you immediately. Look up everything that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, actually, I don't know if she has. I don't know if she has yet. But before we jump back into Gray's, can I just tell you that we're at the point right now where um, Nate just saved the game when Ted had a, a panic attack in the middle yeah. of the final match. Yeah, and also we saw that Rebecca and Sam.
1: Mm-hmm. We're talking
0: on banter, but that's where we're at. I don't need you to Spoilers respond. But that's Lasso. yeah, go back in time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to.
1: Here, let uh, me just edit that so it's over <laughs> what you just said.
0: Anyways, back to Gray's Academy, the Gray's Anatomy podcast. We are written by Shonda Rhimes.
1: So. Um, okay, so Addison and Izzy are working together, which I'm confused. Is it
0: Shonda or Chandra?
1: Shonda. It's Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. Sh- Shandra Wilson is who plays Bailey with a CH okay. and, and then an RA at the end. And then Shonda Rhimes with an SH and no R. So it's, it's, I, it's can get them confused. Sometimes those Got names. It. Um, okay. So Addison and Izzy are working on the pregnant, um, girl Cheyenne and her baby has like a tumor on her neck or something. Um, I feel like they just don't address the fact that now Izzy's just fine with Addison. Like it doesn't make any, like literally last episode, she was still being annoying about it. And then this episode, they're just like, okay, I guess. Well, they're not really
0: talking to each other. They're just working together.
1: Yes. But even when they were working together previously, Izzy was being a dumb hoe. Like she was just being stupid about it still. Um,
0: Maybe she's throwing herself into her work.
1: She probably should. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Addison is doing the work for free because she's a freaking angel, and I love her so much. And um. What what were you? So you at, you said it was predictable. So at what point did you predict it?
0: Okay, so in this moment, uh, I thought something bad was going to happen to the baby. Okay. Which I was wrong. But. Thankfully there was at one point where she was like, nine months goes by so fast and Izzy was like, nine months does go by so fast and I was like, Izzy gave up a baby. <laughs> Izzy had a baby she gave up and I wrote that uh, and then later on when she showed her the picture, I was like, oh, fuck. I knew it.
1: I was re-watching it and I was like, this really comes out of left field because like, yeah. there's, episode wise, like in the episode, obviously like they're building it up but before this episode, there's like, nothing that would indicate that this has happened um okay so then we cut to Meredith and the chief in the hallway and uh she's like oh i saw my mom this morning and he's like oh how how is she tell her i said hello yeah <laughs> and i
0: was like okay Weber. so you're just going to lie like
1: that huh we just pretending we just pretending we weren't there but we were oh, there oh man Um, So then Christina and Alex are checking on the rash and they're like, oh, we made a a line and if it goes over the line, we know it's bad. And then like two minutes later, it's over the line. But Sydney comes and she's there and she's like annoying Christina. Which is understandable personality-wise, but like, you know, I love Christina. I live and die by her, but like... This was a confusing episode for me because I really like I kind of understood where she was coming from because I'm like, she truly believed she was right. But it also didn't super make sense to me from a Christina standpoint as a Christina Stan, especially when Alex was like, Oh, well this is a cooler surgery. And I was like, that's like a very Christina thing to say. So it was just really weird to me that that's how it played out. I don't know.
0: I I think that her, and I could be wrong, right? But maybe her hatred for this person's first impression, like the fun, bubbly, like hands on personality, she hated so much that it didn't matter. This woman could have literally said, Chop the leg off right now, and Christina would have thought the opposite. No, you have to save the leg, right? So it's, it could have been anything. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's my thought process is no matter what, uh, the, whatever this person said she would have been against because she didn't like this first impression or it didn't live up to whatever standard she had in her head of a Bailey replacement.
1: Maybe I just, because I thought she said something about amputating before Sydney said anything about saving the leg. And so that's why I think that might be wrong, but it, it just like, the only justification I have is when she tells Burke, she's like, I'm not used to being wrong because she's such like a type A personality and she's got, I don't know if they've said this yet, but they'll say it at some point she has her MD and a PhD. um, And so like, she's, she's very smart. Like there's no denying that she's smart, but it's just like really weird. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was strange the whole way everything played up because she also still like, there is a hierarchy in the medical field and she up to this point has mostly been very respectful of that other than like the few times that like lines have been crossed with Burke, but like even when she hates Derek, she like listens to what he says. She'll just also be like, you're a shit person in the elevator. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say there's no respect. Like she doesn't have respect for Sydney as a person. Cause I guess she thinks you can't be nice and smart. I don't know. Um, but it just was weird to me that she, a was like, so like arguing about it right in front of the patient's husband and then B that she was like so obsessive. And then she went like, it's one thing to be like, she disagrees with me to, to go to Berg and say she's trying to kill the patient. Like that's a leap. So this was just a really like, and like I said, I haven't watched this one uh, much, and so I just remembered it super different. And I really couldn't tell. I'm like, are the writers trying to get us to like Sydney or not like it? Because originally, I remember never liking Sydney. And watching this one, I was like, I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with her, but I don't dislike her like I just was it was confusing to me
0: yeah well it's so here's here's my thoughts I did not get any vibes that the writers were trying to make us not like is it Sydney or Cindy
1: Sydney Sydney like Australia, like Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: shout out Australia who loves listening to us uh, so I actually really liked her character mm-hmm. and it wasn't because that she was like this goofy, bubbly person that I thought was going to be the butt of jokes. It was, I like that they have someone who is now a superior character, uh, a, 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 an authoritative figure, mm-hmm. who is totally the opposite of every single person in the show, really. Yeah. Uh, the closest person is Izzy, and she's also had an arc the opposite direction from what we've right. seen in the beginning. So. The other thing that I really enjoyed was the way that they wrote Burke defending her, right? Yeah. Like Burke went in, was ready to throw down, and she's like, what did she say? Like the the, che- the bimbo cheerleader, yeah. peppy bimbo cheerleader, right? And then later on, I think the line that seals it for me of, I actually felt like the writers want us to like Sydney, was I've never once gone in and questioned another surgeon in their OR. yeah. And then he talks about how this is why attendings and res or interns don't date or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so they're really painting Christina as the one very in the wrong. Yeah. So that Which was I my interpretation of having to like Sydney.
1: Wasn't in the wrong for sure. But like, I don't know. I just remember this all playing out. Differently, I guess, or I just remember not liking Sydney, but probably because I've never really liked Izzy and they're very similar. And I also love Bailey so much. And obviously they write her to be a huge contrast to that. But yeah, I think the way they wrote everything and like the resolution I really enjoyed and I, I like what it brought to light for Burke and Christina individually and together. I just thought it was like while it was happening, I was like, would Christina do this? Cause that's where I was like, I understand the aspect of her attaching herself to an idea and me like, no, this is right. There's literally like, she's just so black and white with things like that. I just don't really, cause she's also like very into the cutting edge surgery type things. And clearly this worked. So I don't know. I just like was just back and forth on it a lot. I couldn't really figure out like (laughs) what the situation
0: was. You do bring, uh, just so we don't spend the entire episode talking about this one scenario, this <laughs> one interaction, you, you bring up a really good point. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, would Christina really prioritize the person over the cool-ass procedure she's about to get her name on and experience with? Yeah. Because Alex is totally in line. Alex is in character. He's conniving, he's sucking yeah. up, he's oh, yeah, brown-nosing. he's playing the game. Right. And Christina doesn't play the game. But she would have been like, oh, yeah, I went on this surgery. Totally. Let's do that. That's yeah. great.
1: I mean, she may have been like, oh, I want to do some research on it or something like that. But this is not an unheard of surgery. Sydney's not off the like just out of nowhere being like, oh, I'm going to invent this surgery right now. Like she says this surgery exists and we can try it. And then she says, like, if it doesn't work, then I'll amputate. But I don't know. Yeah, we're spending a lot of time on this. <laughs> Anyways.
0: It's a great topic. And I called the necrotizing fasciitis a mile away because yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ge- I'm genius. Genius doctor. That's me.
1: Yeah. When she's like, oh, I cut my foot on oysters, I'm like, You're... you should have gone to the doctor. <laughs> that's like, that's a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cuts and head hits. Go to the doctor. You hit your head, you cut yourself. Go to the doctor. Just do it.
1: Yeah. Just especially if you cut yourself like... On a a living creature that's known for <laughs> being full of bacteria and grossness, or a rusty spoon of sorts. Yes, also get tetanus shots; those are important. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Okay. So. So we're at Meredith the scene. Okay. Goes. Yeah. Okay. So this is when Meredith is like, "Oh, I miss Doc. How's Doc?" And Addison's like, "You should come visit." And she's like, "I'm leaving." And I was like, "I hate you." <laughs> And then um, Addison tries to talk to Derek because they're married and Derek's like just annoyed that she's speaking to him. And I wrote Derek for the love of God, just like your wife, please. It's just so simple. Everyone else loves her. Can you just.
0: Yeah. I wrote when he was like, uh, how, uh, when Derek was like, your dog is fine. And I was like, fuck you, Derek. It's your dog. You took this on. Yeah. No one forced you to do this dumb, idiotic idea that you had.
1: I hate him so much. Um, and then we're back out with the nurses, and they're giving all George there all the info. And it's actually pretty cute because they're like, there are patients, too. We still care about them. We just like trying to do this, which um, I like that they kind of like give that dimension to it because it definitely makes sense. And I appreciate that. Um, And then Alex and Christina are working on the rash They figure out They get the call that it's necrotizing fasciitis And they have to shut down the ER Or the OR rather Um, Meredith intubated that lady on hospice And they find her And they're like, yeah, she has a DNR And then all her old lady friends are really mad And I love these old ladies They are so funny It's such like an easy, like nice Like well-written comic relief for the episode And very believable (laughs) I don't know if you yeah, hung out with old ladies ever, but this is pretty spot on how that would be. I felt
0: like this was two things. Number one, this is right out of your little small southern town in, in yeah. Chattanooga. These are your people. Mm-hmm. Uh also, this is the Aldi version of Golden Girls.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was like, this is so reminiscent of Golden Girls. What a time. This is the OG Sex in the City reboot. it's also sad though because they're like yeah lenny's dead
0: and she's like no she just saw him this morning and she's like yeah she was leaning for the light lady
1: yeah she's seen him every time she's almost died (laughs) i honestly though love how supportive they are they're just like can you let this our best friend die please like that's all she wants to do and you are keeping her from her wish of death
0: the grim reaper is literally standing in the corner there and you're telling him not to come do his job
1: I just love their I just love them so much. I thought it was so funny. Um and then they're just like going through and talking about all the people they know that are dead and I was like, I have been in the room for this exact conversation so many times and it's not funny, but it's hilarious.
0: Imagine when we're all 190 years old though and the whole friendship group is like, "Yeah, Carmen died first. We all saw that coming." Yes, we did.
1: It's true. I hope
0: not. Oh, my gosh. You're I don't want to kick the, like, get the ball rolling on space. death.
1: <laughs> Look, I built this car. It goes to space.
0: Jeff Bezos invited me to space. Please don't go to space with that man. Yeah, Pete Davidson is for sure going to die in space. Did Pete you see Davidson's that? Pete Davidson's
1: not going to die. Also, I'd leave Earth, too, if I was Pete Davidson. Anyways, that's another. Listen to our Pete Davidson podcast. Um, Shout out. Do thoughts. <laughs> um, okay, so then... Uh, oh, this is when George is going in to check on all the nurses, patients and the chief catches him and tries to get him to do stuff. And he's like, no. And it's actually a very funny scene because he just keeps apologizing and saying no offense the whole time. Um, and it's I, I really liked the way they did all these scenes with George coming into the hospital. I thought they were very funny and George was not annoying this episode. And it was just, actually really good. I was like, you know what? Zoanne Clack, you you write this character in a very likable way, and I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, this every is a time I can
1: get behind one that's yeah. not interacting with anyone other than patients and his superiors.
0: Well, even then, uh, because he did not handle conversations with Burke or Derek well at all, but he he just kept saying, "With all due respect, no offense, no offense. <laughs> I'm a union I, man."
1: Yeah. Um. And then he
0: runs away. It was kind of yeah, cute.
1: He just like like he like <laughs> turtles up and runs away. I think it's so funny. Mm. Um, okay. So then they're talking to the husband, and this is when we get the whole amputate. But Sydney and Alex are like, we know we're going to save it, and they have an argument, and we've already discussed that at length.
0: Um, I d- I did want to ask you one thing though. Yeah. So so I I was misunderstanding maybe, but they they basically were saying that there's not enough time to take her out from anesthesia and get the the consent and then put her back under it could be too late. Yeah. So and that's fine. I don't question the medical jargon there, the the, the medical practice behind that. My question for you is what would you do if it was your significant other? Like you're you're choosing between that person being able to run or have one leg.
1: I would definitely say, try to save it. Um, but if you can't take it off, but also maybe I would just say take it off because it's not like Michael and I are hiking all the time or anything. And also Michael thinks prosthetics are incredible. And he is actually like very into like, he wants to try and find a way to like volunteer and work with prosthetics. So he's, very in- intrigued, especially since they started figuring out how to 3D print stuff. He thinks it's like the coolest thing ever. So I, it would be a, such an adjustment. Obviously, it's like literally life changing. But um, I don't think because we are not active, avid, outdoorsy adventurers, I don't think he would be terribly distraught. Because, it, yes, it would change his life, but not as much as it would probably change this woman's life. So, but my question was, I'm like, okay, but you're like scraping out her muscle. So like the leg is still there, but like how usable is it?
0: Yeah. I was also confused about that, but I'm, I'm wondering if there's a reconstructive surgery to rebuild the muscle or or... just like
1: intensive, like um, physical therapy was my assumption, but I was just like, this is still going to be like an insane recovery.
0: So. Maybe it involves a lot of running. Probably. So this next scene, though, with uh, with the little girl, though, that was where I originally was like,
1: oh, yeah, Izzy for yeah. sure. Because she that's when baby. Izzy is like, oh, you're reading Shakespeare to the baby. And then she's like, oh, do you have any plans? And she's like, no, I thought it would have longer. And I didn't want to, you don't want to be in school when you're in school, but then you can't go anymore. And Izzy's like, yeah, blah, blah. So, like uh, basically agreeing with everything. And I was trying to take myself out of it and be like, if I didn't know she was about to say that she had a baby, would I think she was about to say, she had a baby. And I was like, the nine months thing for sure is a, is a tell (laughs) because everything else I'm like, Oh, you could kind of just be like, Oh, she's just kind of being agreeable and making, trying to make this girl feel better. But the look, she, she like looks longingly into her past with her eyes and she's like, yeah, it does go by fast.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, That's this bitch had a, a baby. So yeah. uh, also, it's a sad uh, metaphor, not metaphor, it's a sad um, illustration of the, the the town that she's from yeah, because it's a trailer park and she is a product of the system, but she got out. Yeah. And I know jumping ahead a little bit to the conversation with Cheyenne's mom, it's mm-hmm. like, is it possible that I'm privileged and I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm correct. Yeah. So I thought that was a really, really great culmination of scenes and arc for this character.
1: Yeah. Again. Um, I think people there's, they could have even told this story in a way that made me annoyed with Izzy, but luckily the writers on this episode did an incredible job with making her like, I did not feel that she overstepped. I felt, that it was all just like genuine conversation relating to somebody, especially like being from the same place and all this stuff. So, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate Izzy this episode, just a bit. Or George, it's a, it's a big day. It's a big day on the Grace Academy podcast.
0: Yeah, i I think it speaks almost as much as me saying I didn't hate George as you saying you didn't hate Izzy. Yeah, I think that's. That's intense. We did
1: both still hate Derek though. So, will oh, the yeah. day come when we hate none of them? Who's to say?
0: At this point, if he keeps treating Addison the way he is, it's going to take a lot for me to not be on the anti-Derek bandwagon, you fucker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can fix that in post, right? Just put it nope. on top of you cursing. <laughs> I probably, I probably could do that, but yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. Could. And we just both know that you will not.
0: <sighs> no, no. I'm going to go ahead and buy day. this though. I'm we'll going to buy pay this someone
1: else day. to do it. Um, okay. So then Christina is like, they're in surgery and she's getting super salty with Sydney about amputating. And then one of the, my favorite moments is when <laughs> Sydney says, why can't you be more like Alex? And you cannot see Christina's face because she has her surgical mask on. But you just have to imagine the face that that woman is making to, to be told, why can't you be more like Alex? And, and show compassion hilarious. like him. So funny. Um, I just love it. And then she goes and tattles to Burke, which obviously I don't. And I wrote tattles. So I'm like, I, I am aware that Christina is flawed in this episode.
0: That's good. That that's I, actually, that's, that's that really good. I'm, I'm proud Christina of
1: a Christina Stan, but I did take, I was like, seriously, <laughs> it's just like a bit much. Um, and then Burke goes in and I appreciated the way that Sydney was responded because she responded in a way that was still respectful to her superior, but also like took a stand for herself and her patient. And I just thought I was, I wrote, she was kindly sassy and I'm here for it. So, I enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: It was, there was a lot of good one-liners in there. And again, the, I want to, hi- I want to re-highlight the perky little bimbo cheerleader, uh, yeah. which Christina for sure judged the book by its cover. Yeah. But uh, when she wraps it all up and she's like, look, our eager young intern can hold the saw. Yeah. Right. And then what, Christina punches her way out of the room.
1: What I also like is when she says she tells Christina, she's like, okay, are you ready to scrub back in? Like a lot of surgeons would have been like, get out of my OR. And she asked her to scrub back in. Christina doesn't because she doesn't like to be wrong or told no. Um, and I, I just thought that t- said a lot about Sydney's character is that she's just not denying Christina that educational moment of still being in there for the surgery.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point that I, I didn't, Think of, I saw it, but it didn't like click to me. Yeah, because you way. just think,
1: I mean, how many people have we already seen throw people out of the OR? It happens <laughs> pretty
0: regularly. Yeah. Um, she's not l- uh, far enough in her career to have that much of uh an ego yet, apparently. Yeah. Or maybe she's just incapable. Maybe she's just really nice.
1: I mean, or she just knows she's right, and she doesn't need to like make a show about it the way everyone else does. Um, Interesting. Meredith and the chief are talking to the old ladies again. And it's hilarious. They're like flirting with Richard. And then he's like, no, we need the daughter to come in and like, say that we can take her off life support. And they're like, she's a lesbian. They're like, well, that's still allowed. Right? Like she can still be in charge, even though she's a lesbian. And I was like, this is terrible, but very 2006 old lady for sure.
0: Yeah. I even wrote that. I was like, yeah, who cares? (laughs) Why? Very two thousand six
1: old lady. Um, have you watched the movie Don't Look Up yet? On Netflix. No. Okay. No. First of all, a ten out of ten. Suggest to everybody. Don't look up. It's so funny. It's on Netflix. Um, but there is this terrible old military man who just says like the worst things, and he's like a million years old, and every time he says anything, everyone's just like, oh, he's from a different time. He's from another generation. And I'm like, I cannot deal with this. So, but that's what I was seeing. I was like, oh, they're from another time. Um, so yeah, they're basically like, Oh, she has to fly in from Oregon. So not too far, but a little far, um, to say that you can kill her mom, which is fun. What a fun reason to make someone fly. Um, So then Izzy, we like just get a quick shot of her walking by her patient's room and she kind of like looks at her reading her Shakespeare and then she leaves. Um, And then we get our fun scene at Joe's. So George is like celebrating with the nurses. They're all like thanking him and telling him they appreciate him. And then (laughs) that nurse tries to start a fight with Christina and like pours a drink on her. And then Joe breaks them up and is like, you can't kill each other because there's no one left to stitch you all back together. Yeah. I thought it was a funny scene.
0: It's also, it's such, we've come such a long way because Alex was like, oh, get a drink for Nurse O'Malley over there. Yeah. And he's like, is that all you got? Yeah. Right? Like, that's is that supposed to offend me? And I'm like, man, imagine last season, George would have gone into a spiral. Like, oh, I, I'm a doctor. I'm not a nurse. Yeah. Meh. And it, it's nice that they wrote that level of confidence in, in him in this episode. And then yeah, that nurse just goes and oops, spills the drink right in Christina's lap. Dumps it on
1: Christina's lap, which I'm like, okay, I do think that's a little uncalled for because no you weren't involved in any way with what like each other's goings on. Like Christina's just complaining, which I do think it's funny when she's like, I can't believe she said I was not compassionate in front of my boyfriend. I am so compassionate. And I just wanted to be like, Are you though?
0: Yeah, you're the opposite of compassion.
1: Like you can care if people live or die. And still not necessarily be compassionate because I think compassion is kind of the way that you express that. And that is where I think um, there's a disconnect. In my opinion,
0: I agree. I agree. I think you're right.
1: Um, And also, I think it's funny when Meredith and Christina do this thing where they're they're both complaining, but they're not talking to each other at all. They're just like talking at each other and like, they're not interacting. <laughs> they both are just having their own conversations with each other. And it's very funny to me. It happens pretty regularly in their relationship. Um, so then Izzy gets up and goes back to the hospital to talk to Cheyenne. And this is when we get the big reveal. Um, they're from the same area. Izzy tells her that she had a daughter and gave her up for adoption when she was born. Um, very good scene, very raw, pretty unexpected, like in a big picture kind of way. Again, the episode sets it up pretty clearly, but um, unexpected from what little we know about Izzy up to this point, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. It is interesting, too, because I I have made a note. I was like, man, life is hard for trailer park people. Um, But it's interesting, though, because the girl is clearly like educated she's articulate she's in a loving household it's just you can have all of those things go right but Mm -hmm. the system itself is stacked against you
1: yeah well and it's also like when you have like the very strong family dynamic yes that can sometimes be like well you can't give away your baby because like this is our family um which I think is like a pretty common thing trope specifically used in shows when it comes to teen pregnancy. They're like, well, you have to keep your baby because it's our family and I would never let you give up your family. Like my grandchild, blah, 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 all this stuff. So it's like, I understand the sentiment is like, um, it's such a strong family bond, but at the same time, it's like, but what does that mean for everybody long term? Yeah. Does it repeat the cycle? Does it make it better? Does it make it worse? Is it what's best for mom? Is it what's best for baby? So, yeah, it's a whole. Which lot we get of, that
0: scene later on.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, so then Christina gets home. Burke is playing the trumpet. He's upset about what happened to Sydney, and he says, "The, um, I've never questioned another surgeon in their OR. You came to me as your boyfriend, and that's how I responded. And I've never understood the issue." With interns dating attendings until today, and then Christina just like goes into the room because she's like, "I can't." Well, Which I here's re- my thing. Like, I understand that she can go and tattle. No one made Burke do what he did. Like, yes, he responded that way, and that's fine. But I don't necessarily think it's fair for him to like blame her for the way that he reacted because there have been other times when she's asked him to do things and he's said no. So that's kind of my I, opinion on that.
0: I didn't think he was blaming her. I think he was putting it out in the open. And yeah. if she happened to blame herself, then he wasn't going to feel bad about it. Uh, you know, it just like it doesn't
1: seem like he's taking a lot of the responsibility.
0: Well, no. And then he also doesn't apologize later because he's like, I'm, I'm an attending. I don't apologize. Uh, <sighs> Which, yeah. fine. Okay. Is all it right. though,
1: are you doing the thing where you're not going to fault him at all? You're not going to no. see any of his flaws?
0: No, no, no. I, I, I do believe that he is wrong. He should never have gone in there without the facts. Uh, and I think that personally, if it was me, I'd be like, look, it's not my surgery. Because he's also not, we don't have any idea to this point that he is teaching her Or taking her under his wing in a mentor capacity. Because walks in, they've never met. Uh, They're also, she she had said some quip about like, yeah, I know you've never seen this before because why would you? You're a cardiothoracic surgeon. Yeah. This has nothing to do with you, right? And I think it would be different if he had insight to the procedure. But he wasn't wrong to even approach that situation. But I did write down that I thought in that moment with that scene that he was questioning being with Christina.
1: Yeah. Which I'm like, again, the thing that's making you question it is something that you did. So is this fair? No,
0: no, it's not, but it's natural. I I understand why he's questioning it, but I'm not it's not fair.
1: I'm not against the pre the the conversation. I'm against the presentation of the conversation. I can it agree just on that feels to me like he's blaming her for his own actions. But I mean, I love any insight into their relationship because I, I love how like complex it is. And you really don't think it would be if you're just looking at the surface, you're like, these characters are the exact same. And so the more and more glimpses we get into their relationship, like I just love it so much. Cause it just like builds it and like, lets us as an audience know them so deeply. And I love that. But at the same time, I'm like, you're both so frustrating. I just want to strangle you, <laughs> but I also love them both so much. So it's complex, but that's what makes it great. Um, like a carb. Okay. It's a com-
0: it's complex. <laughs> it's a complex carb, and that's why it's so great.
1: I do love um, all carbohydrates. <laughs> um, okay. So then George is back in the hospital, <laughs> delivering messages, and Burke like sees him, and he's like, "No offense," and Burke's like, "None taken." <laughs> just runs away fair hours fair wages i just love it it's so (laughs) funny it's just funny to me um okay meredith's patient's daughter shows up um
0: i thought she was fake too
1: i thought she was fake fake?
0: i was like okay so they're just making up this lesbian character are they trying to like make it sound so (laughs) far-fetched that they just like they're trying to convince weber to say all right you know what screw it no one really exists you do it
1: (laughs) so that's what i thought that because her husband was dead that they were made up that these million year old women made up a daughter to try and con the hospital out of keeping their friend alive
0: well the last lady we saw was trying to lie to the hospital to con them into letting her stay longer so i wouldn't put anything past an old white lady
1: that is just not really the same thing
0: Basically the same character. <laughs> no point
1: thought they were making up. that she's. They literally say something about how she's listed as like on the DNR form or whatever. as like the next of kin. She could have been dead. She could have been, but she was not in the list of dead people at the beginning of the episode. You're right. Also, I said two different things. I said
0: she could have been dead, but also I didn't think she was real. So no. I just don't know what I'm thinking
1: anymore. Shocking. Neither does anyone else. Okay. So then... Um, we get the the pregnant Cheyenne's mom comes up. She's mad at Izzy. She's saying, like, you overstepped. You told me you would watch out for her. I left and you, you told her to give her kid away, which what's interesting to me is what Cheyenne has told her mother, because it's clearly not that Izzy has gone through this exact situation. It was just it seems like she was basically like, oh, that doctor told me I should think about adoption. Um, which I'm like, wouldn't you have a better argument if you said that doctor is from the trailer park down the road from us, she got pregnant, she gave it up. And now look, she's a doctor. And like, that's what I want. There needs more to be more context. I'm like, can you just get like, share all the information? Um, but yeah, I thought that was a weird thing. But other than that, I thought it was a very good Izzy scene. I thought the way she responded, like she did apologize, but she was also like, I was just being honest. Like I was just talking to her. I didn't encourage her or suggest anything. I was just telling her my own experiences. Like she's very kind. Um, but she's still like, again, it's kind of like Sydney, like standing up for herself um, and not backing down, but not in like an annoying or izzy way that she normally does.
0: Well, yeah, and that's when she says, like, look, if you can get past all that stuff that you said, which is
1: correct, yeah,
0: can it also be simultaneously that I'm correct? Yeah. Which I think it's is a, nice a really scene. good scene, because yeah. I love, you know, talking to Gabe, you and him and me, and, and you on, on Dude Thoughts, we love when we're right, <laughs> and we love when the other person is wrong.
1: I'm But times
0: wrong. exist. Well, neither am I. <laughs> But there are times it exists where both of us are right, and I think that was a really, really great scene.
1: Yeah, it is nice, and it's I like the way that both sides are presented um, throughout the whole storyline.
0: Also, did you notice the mom didn't yell? She was yeah. like, "Like, come on, Doc. What like, the hell?
1: Yeah, like, how did you like? I trusted you, and this is like, yeah. What did you t- say to my kid?
0: Mom. I really appreciated that about that character.
1: Yeah, I just yeah, that whole storyline was so well done. I really appreciated it. Um, okay, so Sydney and Alex are talking to the leg girl, telling her everything that happened. They go to leave, and that's when Sydney says to Christina, "I'll take that apology anytime." And she says it like, kind, like honestly, like not even snarky or like demanding. She says it like she's still smiling, and she doesn't stand there and wait for it. She just says it and walks away. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know why I remember hating you so much because this is not that bad. Like, <laughs> no, I like her. So yeah, we'll see.
0: Um, is she going to become a staple in the show, or is she just a temporary fill-in for for Bailey?
1: She's she's a recurring character. She's not like a main character, but she'll she comes in and out again. She's around. Okay,
0: okay. I I do need you though. If I ask you, I need you to be honest with me because I need to know who I need to emotionally invest in. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's gonna be around. Not like again, not a main cast, but like a recurring
0: person. She's like Joe.
1: Yes, that's a good a good analogy. Um, okay. So then where am I? Oh yes. Meredith has to take grace, the old lady off the vent. the chief's like, oh, I can do it. And Meredith does it herself. She's like, no, no, it's me. Um, Christina is upset that she was wrong. And she says, I'm not used to being wrong. And that's when Burke says, you came to me as your boyfriend. And that's how I responded. Um, yes.
0: So I want to back up just a second because i really like that scene uh when she's like i did it i can undo it with grace Mm -hmm. and i just want to shout out the moment where burke not burke where weber was like offering to do it for her
1: yeah because i think he is seeing that she is like relating this to everything going on with her own mom
0: exactly yes yes that's why okay perfect we're on the same page i just didn't want to gloss over that because i think that was important to mention
1: yeah I, i i agree um But she's like, I'm not used to being wrong. She wants me to apologize. And he's like, you should apologize. And, um, yeah, it's a good scene with Christina Ember. (laughs) And, uh, then Meredith tells Weber, like, I saw you with my mom and they told me that you visit two to three times a week. And he says, do you want me to stop going to see her? And it's not like rude. He's like, genuinely, he's like, do you want me not to do that anymore? And she doesn't answer. She just, she's like, I'm just going to go check on grace. Um, so she like does the thing and she's checking on her and This I'm going to say this like a million times again, when I was in high school and I watched this show with my best friends, like we would make, make CDs all the time with like LimeWire, all the very legal ways naturally. And yeah, yeah. And a lot of our like emo songs came from, um, Grey's anatomy, the OC one hill, like the teen staples. And this song, um, scratch is like it was definitely on one of them and it just like gives me such high school flashbacks and I I knew it was this episode even though I like don't watch this episode often I I knew it was this old lady and I knew it was like the closet panic attack scene and so when it finally came on I was just like oh memories like it's such I love this song so much and I I kind of started realizing that there are other songs that are playing and I have like just it doesn't even register but like because of these CDs that I like burned in high school, there are some that I like I know when it is coming and I am like on edge, like waiting for it. I'm like, I should really start paying attention to the rest of the music in this show because it's probably also doing a good job.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that and you you've mentioned this before. So if you're listening to this for the first time and you've listened to this whole hour, first off, kudos. Thank you.
1: But, <laughs> and also listen to all the other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Kelsey has mentioned the the emotional connection of certain songs with different moments the interesting thing so i love scrubs everyone knows that about me i love that show it's one it's it's in my top three favorite shows of all time i could tell you any moment that you were to tell me right now in scrubs i could tell you the exact song playing because i i've internalized that the same way the weird thing is i have barely noticed the music in this entire show Right. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm writing notes and I'm kind of disconnected with it, right? But I'm just not feeling that either. That same emotional connection, or the music isn't coming through the way that I felt it in also Scrubs. Though, I, I don't mean, know
1: how many times have you watched Scrubs?
0: Like a thousand,
1: right? So that might be different for you if you're on your thousandth Grey's rewatch. Now, what I will say is. I think not noticing it is also a testament to it like being a good soundtrack because um when when there should be music and there's not I notice it in shows and movies and I'm like that's a distraction um but if the music isn't distracting and taking away but it's still there and underscoring everything that I'm like then it's still doing a good job right if you're not a psychopath teenage girl like stalking music to burn a cd for to like pretend that you're in the middle of this very dramatic television show, and like you're probably just being a normal person, and like you're not gonna notice it that much. But there are always gonna be songs because of like the role this show has played in my life. There's gonna be songs that I'm like attached to, and it's not even necessarily like, oh, this song in this moment necessarily did something so great. I just know this song for me in my life because I like listened to it a lot driving around in my Volvo as like a 17 year old. So I don't know. It's interesting. Especially since every um, episode is named after a song.
0: Right. Which the episode doesn't always play the song. It Actually, never I don't has think they, they, Yeah, it never has Up yet. To oh, this yet. Point. Ooh,
1: ominous. I'm pretty sure it does at some point, at least once. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty confident. Okay. So while Grace is dying, obviously we have the parallel of addison Derek, and izzy delivering this baby because death and life you know so deep and that's a
0: cute ass baby
1: it is but it's not a newborn how often do you notice this now that you have a baby every time every they deliver babies on shows or they're like look at my one week old i'm like that is a six month old baby (laughs) like either use a fake baby or don't show the baby do not show yeah. a six-month-old and be like, look at this baby I just birthed five minutes ago. You would have died.
0: Also, I've seen the baby fresh out of a C-section.
1: Yeah, firsthand. it's not clean.
0: It is not that.
1: Yeah. I feel like now I will say they still are not nailing the size thing, but they nail the gross thing. Where I'm like, that is just covered in goo. <laughs> like, what is all over that baby? It's gross. Look at
0: all that amniotic fluid.
1: Also, when they show not just Grace, but like any show, when they show a baby right after like vaginal delivery and the head is perfectly round, I'm like, that's not how they come out. Because they come out with a smushed triangle head because they were just shoved down a tunnel.
0: A triangle shaped
1: tunnel. Literally like a cone head child. So that's yeah. something else fun if you've never had a baby or seen one be born that you should know about watching them on television. Everything's a lie.
0: Yeah. Also, let's jump into this next five minute sequence of which we both hate.
1: (sighs) Meredith is sad. Justifiable. I think they did a great job with this storyline leading up and having us as an audience understand why Meredith is so affected by this patient. She feels guilty because of the situation with her mother. It is not necessarily her fault. Her mother has isolated herself. She didn't want anyone to know she was sick. So she is alone other than Meredith and ellis and i guess sometimes Derek may be in this clinical trial i
0: don't know you mean uh meredith and weber and Derek? yes sorry. you said meredith and ellis
1: <laughs> yes well she does have ellis um <laughs> <laughs> ellis, <laughs> has ellis has ellis <laughs> 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 um but yes yeah, so she has basically a very small circle of people and you know meredith standing there watching these three women who like could probably tell you absolutely everything about grace's life and everything she's ever thought or felt or Ate or looked at and then Her daughter and her daughter's wife like being There loving her like You know being happy That she can finally move on but like still Being sad and like going to miss Her and I think they do a great Job writing this character And this arc for Meredith in this Episode and why it's like hurting Her so much even though she does struggle with Her own mom so I understand this Breakdown that she has it makes sense I don't mind the breakdown I appreciate it. I think it's very vulnerable, very real, very believable. I fucking hate Derek. I hate him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking beep hate Derek.
1: <laughs> beep. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: I need to. I need to share what I wrote here. So, okay. please do. So, I'm. I'm a, this is so anyone who's ever listened to Mimi. Uh, Mimi. Uh, yeah. Talk about this. It's it's typically stream of consciousness thoughts. So uh, I said, "Of in all caps, of course Derek was right behind mm-hmm. uh, Meredith. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, shit. I don't want my mother to die alone is what she says. Yeah. Um, not what I said, but yeah. also same, I guess. Uh, <laughs> And then it's like, why does Derek save all his compassion for Meredith? No one else gets anything from him. I hope Addison walks in. And then I go, that was way too close to a kiss. And then I go, almost grazing lips. No, 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 don't do it. Okay, thank goodness.
1: I am very glad that Meredith did not give in to her sadness in this moment because it would have been super easy to write it as like, oh, she's sad. So she kisses him because she wants to feel better. So I'm glad that they didn't do that. I'm glad that she is the one that gets up and walks away. I don't mind him being like, Hey, focus on your breathing. Here's a bag. But like, you don't have to be a single inch away from her face. Like you can back up, you can stand up. You can be like, how can I help you? You don't have to hold her hand or like be her pillow. But of course you are. And I just have to, eye roll for like seven hours about it because I hate it. And I I get it. You're in love, but like, That's fine. If you want to be in love, be in love. But, like, don't pick Addison and then fucking do this. It's all so annoying. I, like, cannot get over it. I do not understand why, like, the whole world is always on Team Derek. Like, I understand he's very attractive, right? I even wrote, I would like to punch Derek in his perfect face. His face is nice. He has a great face and great hair. But, like, that does not excuse the shittiness. Agreed.
0: It would have been... None of this would have been a problem if he would have been like, you know what, Addison, I can't be with you, but also Meredith, I got some shit to figure out. Yeah, go like to therapy, you could, yeah. First off, yeah, go to therapy. Don't adopt your ex mistress's dog and then expect your wife, who won't eat the trout that you catch, to be okay with it.
1: <laughs> well, in so an airstream buy a house, get out of the airstream. You're rich. Your wife's rich. Let it. Just go be rich somewhere. Like, you can't be rich and attractive and then just, like, be the worst. I mean, you can, because that's, like, what he's doing. But I just can't get over it. But get out of the airstream. Here's what I was thinking while I was watching this, because, like, this show is written for you to be on Team Derek and Meredith being together. And that is the way that the writers want you to feel. Whatever. My concern is that you listening to me spew hatred for Derek Incessantly has like clouded your own opinion and made you also hate him. Because I'm like, most people would tell you they're Team Derek.
0: No, here's the thing. I I was Team Derek up until the point where he treats his wife like shit. And it's not about the the the, the payback, right? The vendetta, the vindictiveness. That's fine. I don't care what you do. I understand it. But there is a point at which don't choose Addison. Yeah. Like that's that's I think is the biggest thing for me. I think he yes, him and I both are members of the Incredible Hair Club. Yes, both him and I are are, are members of the Incredibly Handsome Perfect Face Club. Totally love it. But here's the thing. If Jessica cheated on me, that's it. We're done.
1: Every time you say that. <laughs> It's annoying to me. But hold on. Not that's true.
0: not what I... There, there was more to that. There's more to that. What I, what I mean by that is... I'm either going to move on completely... And allow myself that space to forgive my wife and raise our kid together. Co-parent. And not be an asshole. But also, if I wanted to be an asshole, it's justified. Which, again, with Derek, it was justified. The second I say, you know what, Jessica, let's work this out. And then I choose to be an asshole. No, yeah. I have. There's no right. I am not in the right. Yeah, and Derek just, is also not in the right. to
1: have the cake and eat it, too. And I love cake. I also love cake. Let's get some cake. Yeah, I might have another little Debbie after this. I've already had so many today. Um, okay, so then Izzy and um, is with... Cheyenne and she has the baby and they're talking again and being like what you know it's kind of open ended but it also implies that she's gonna give the baby up and follow her dreams if you got a dream you know finish school
0: (laughs) yeah also they when she was like do you regret it and Izzy was like no yeah I was like savage but true
1: yeah well and it's also it's like not it's, it's one of the most selfless acts because it's not about what you want. It's about knowing what is best for your baby and for this entire other human life. And like, yes, Izzy then got to chase her dreams and become her, sur- like her surgeon dreams. Um, But this, this baby is, you know, implied that we're, we're meant to believe that she is like, has everything that she wouldn't have had he kept her as a 16 year old so it's a nice another nice scene nice storyline um, and then Meredith tells Weber that he wants that she wants him to keep visiting Ellis that it makes Ellis happy and she wants Ellis to not be alone <laughs>
0: which is great
1: yeah um, then we get the scene of Christina apologizing to Sydney and it's funny <laughs> she apologizes like it, shit And she's also super bad at it And it's hilarious <laughs> And then she just leaves And when Sydney's like Do you want to hug it out And then she just leaves And I just love it so much <laughs> So funny And then we get me. this This
0: little teeny tiny cutscene Of Derek and Addison cuddling
1: Yeah well, i don't remember first what the we context get Weber was. figuring out where to get the money for the nurse.
0: Oh, yeah. He gave up his surgery robot. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Maybe he just is waiting. Maybe he'll find that. Maybe he'll just save again and, and get the robot later. Who knows? Who's to say? We'll all find out together. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay. So, yes. Then we get... Addison and Derek and the dog all in the bed together and I just like why why do you need to show me that because Addison looks happy because she doesn't know that her husband's a piece of shit which I'm she like knows. I know. she knows <sighs> but why is she accepting it she's so much better she's such a queen such a it's- garbage
0: if I had to guess, it's because none of this would ever have happened if she wouldn't have cheated in the first place.
1: Yeah, I understand that, but it's like she's trying so hard and he is trying so hard. Oh none. yeah. No, I, I understand. I like, I'm, I'm team line? Addison. I'm like, I'm how on much Addison's side. It's okay. So, anyways, the dog's cute. Um okay, Izzy and Meredith um are laying in the bed with George and Izzy just says, we don't know everything about each other. And Meredith said, yeah. And George says, true. And then Meredith turns out the light and George says, anybody want to have sex? And then they laugh and it's the end of the episode. And I uh, just need to say, remember the way this episode ended for the beginning of the next episode. Remember
0: it. When Izzy and George finally bang.
1: No, Izzy and Meredith. God, God. No. Also, I forgot to do Living in Shondaland, so we're going to Living in Shondaland! Sorry, I keep forgetting. I need to put it higher up.
0: Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's two people.
1: Nope. More?
0: Nope. (laughs) It's only one person? Again, yeah. It's only one again. Okay. 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 Hold on. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. It is the girl who loses her leg.
1: No, but it is her husband. Dang it. That was my second guess. And she also didn't lose her leg. <laughs> she lost <laughs> a lot, lot of her of leg. She lost of part episode. of her leg. Um, yes. Okay. So that man in the show, his name is Wade. In real life, his name is Kenneth Mitchell. He was in one episode of Private Practice and also unrelated in Captain Marvel in the flashbacks. He is her earth dad.
0: Oh, earth dad. Nice. So
1: fun. Nice. So yeah. Okay. So what are what are we rating it? What All right, we, what's the vibe? Uh,
0: this episode is a resident point nine, three point nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was high for me. I really like this episode a lot.
1: Interesting. This is a great episode. I think it's really well done. I think it tells stories. I don't care. <laughs> I I love what it does, but like I said, um, as someone who has rewatched the show a lot, this is not high on episodes I've rewatched. Um, so I would I'm gonna say Resident Point five. Cause it's just like it does what it does well, but it I don't wanna go, man, that was so great. I wanna watch it again. No, um, it's
0: not it's not crossing into the uh the fellow. It's not right. getting into the four plus territory, but I think it's it's because of how little I hated George.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The biggest the reason it got points is because I liked George and Izzy. Um, the reason that it lost points is cause I hate Derek so much. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> and, but yeah, I like, it. well, obviously we talked a lot about this. This is a long episode. We talked a lot about it. Um, we have a lot of feelings, but I think it does take interesting turns on the way that it delivers new information about our fave characters to us and even some of our least fave characters. So, um, yeah. 3.5 for me.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't have much to add. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't have anything to add. Um, I don't want to make any predictions for the next couple of episodes because I have a prediction already that is in the works that I think next, next episode is the cutoff for yeah. Izzy and George sleeping together, which I think I'm going to be right. But uh, I also just, I want to not have any expectations. I just want to enjoy whatever train wreck is going to be thrown at me and just love it and that's it
1: i like wish that you could watch it and not have to take notes maybe you should watch it and just watch it and then watch it and take notes and then we'll record (laughs) or the other way around watch and take notes and then just watch it
0: well fyi i am working from home next wednesday so i might be able to do both back to back okay yeah but Jessica still, really wants to be a part of that
1: i I like want her to watch it with you as well because i I just I do want her to watch it with you um also, I'm gonna try really hard I'm gonna scour the internet and try and find like the ad that played before this episode because I think this may have been the highest viewership live of a Gray's episode, not. Total, like since streaming and Hulu and all that stuff. But like, I think this may have, this is, this crosses into the thirties, 30 millions. So I know, I don't really remember the way that it was advertised, but I, I know it, they had to be like really going hard on it because to get that amount of people, that's almost double what this episode was. Um, Maybe,
0: uh, it was Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I mean, yeah. um, Revenge of the Sith. I think that was 2006.
1: Um, so I'm going to see. and I'm, I don't know where all my DVDs are in boxes, but I have this on DVD somewhere. So I don't know. I'm going to try and find the ad for this episode. And then after you watch it, I'll play you the preview. <laughs> I would love that. So I'm super excited. So again, if you've watched Grey's, which you probably have if you're listening to this, um, I'm sure you know what we're talking about. I'm um, super excited for Carmen to experience this with all of us. So the next Ayo. two weeks are going to be a lot of fun for everybody. So make sure you're tuning in for a lot of Carmen cursing. And uh, <laughs> I need to buy that before next episode. Yeah, It's going to be just a whole hour and a half of beeping. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, it's going to be a good time and we're super excited Thank you so much for listening. If you have a minute to um, leave us a review or a rating, we will shout you out. We'll read it on the air. Um, please share us, follow us on Instagram at Grays Academy Pod. You can email us at Grays Academy Pod if you have thoughts, feelings, emotions, any just you're bored and you want to tell me, that's fine. Um, and we're super excited to keep going because like shit's about to get really real for the rest of this season. We have 10 episodes left and it's pretty much nonstop. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm super into it. So yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and remember, especially right now,
0: no spoilers, no spoilies on email or social media. And or if you we'll see Carmen walking down the street, which which is possible. i'm very I'm very noticeable. I at this time of year, I'm sporting a pink denim jacket, and
1: uh, we'll see you all in the next one.